with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Well, show two, here we are with Opal Singleton from Million Kids, president and CEO, has several, a uh, couple different radio shows, you have a couple books out, um, you train law enforcement, the last show we just did, it was on human trafficking, today, this next show, we're going to be talking on um, social media, That's right. exploitation, video games, and all that stuff. Before we get into it, where can people find you? Well, thank you. First of all, for including me in, in your uh, programs, I really, really appreciate that a whole lot. You're awesome. Uh, I don't know about that, but anyway. <laughs> okay, well, you can reach me by emailing me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. We're not a million kids. We're not one million kids. It's simply millionkids.org because more than a million kids were trafficked each year throughout the world. You can also find me at millionkids.org on the website. I have a second website called exploitedcrimes.com. That is the one that goes with my uh, podcast and my blog that goes with it. And um, and also uh, follow us on Facebook at Million Kids. So well, that's well, how you reach me. Okay, so really quick, these are like, there could be some new listeners that are tuning in that didn't catch the first show that was actually right. on fire. Amazing. Um, give a little background so they know exactly what you do. Okay. Well, I'm a law enforcement trainer by trade. I am the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force that is in Southern California, uh, a county that's about 60 miles east of Los Angeles and about 90 miles north of San Diego. Very large county that goes all the way to the border. I'm also an instructor at USC for three schools, uh, Safe Communities Institute, the L.A. Fire Training Academy. Uh, I have my own radio shows called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity on Voice America Variety Channel at Thursday morning at 7 a.m. California time. All of those are archived at exploitedcrimes.com. And I have my own radio show on AM 590, The Answer, out of Southern California. I have those shows uh, to talk about human trafficking, talk about sex buying, and talk about the power of law enforcement and their need for your support to combat this crime. Yes, because it is a huge deal. You were seeing in the last show, it really started, there was a spike in like 2007 or 8. It's kind of when you got Mm -hmm. on board. Right. With uh-huh. this. And there was a very small team. It was right. you were a volunteer, yeah. and then now you're uh, you make about um, seventy cents an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's about <laughs> like awesome. that. <laughs> but you're touring all over the nation, and the right. need is yeah. is greatly everywhere. And here we are in a time when social media, everyone is connected to their phones, right. nine to eleven hours a day. Screen time is about average, and uh, the students, these kids, are there, and this is where they are getting. Uh, picked up. Yeah, this is a historic time. You know, I I had written the book Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenager, which is all about fantasy relationships. If you think about going on the internet, uh, people, we all do stuff we'd never normally do. We say things we wouldn't say, you know, we send pictures we'd never send. And and parents aren't any better than kids at it. If You know, it, it's a fascinating time when you go on the internet because it feels like 
a world literally with no consequences. I, I interviewed a whole bunch, a big mega church uh, youth group, and one-fourth of those kids told me that sin on the Internet is not sin because it's not real. And I'm thinking, wonder how that's going to work out for them. But, but it's, a fascinating, <laughs> yeah, it's a fascinating thing because they play in video games, and they will tell you sex on the Internet is not sex. But, you know, many of these video games have sex in them that you pay real money to have virtual sex with a virtual prostitute, then you virtually kill her to get your real money back. No way. Oh, absolutely. GTA 5, GTA 5, Grand Theft Auto 5. I I did a survey out of a big high school in Riverside, and literally out of 475 kids, 350 had that. You're supposed to be 18 to have that game. So they're showing rape and kill and murder. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, I asked him, I said, out of, th- out of the 350 that happened, how many of you had sex with a prostitute in the game? A virtual sex, of course. Mm-hmm. And about 300. And I said, well, how many of you killed her to get your money back? And about 200. By the way, the board of trustees was there. I was having a heyday. Oh but anyway, goodness. of the 200 of you that had video, uh, had killed the uh, prostitute to get your money back, you know, how many of you feel bad about that? And two. Absolutely, too. And, uh, and they, I, it's not real. That's right. And that's why I wrote the book Seduce, because wow. a kid over at Pomona High made me mad, because I asked him how you feel about that. And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, you, you, ha- you paid real money to have virtual sex with a virtual prostitute, and you virtually killed her. Don't you feel bad? And he goes, why? It's a game. It's what you got to do to win. So I went home and I wrote Seduced. Well, since then, I have many years of sitting with parents and sitting with kids. And God has really done a work on my heart. And I wrote this second book. And it is by far the hardest book I've ever written. And I'm absolutely passionate about it. That book is called Societal Shift. A world without borders and a home without walls. So, Ryan and Sean, let me let me share with you kind of what revealed this to me. Literally, we are, and I believe, the most important time in all of history. If you, if you think of all the things that have happened in your life right up till today in the timeline of history, mm-hmm. where we're at today, I believe, is more important than even the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. Because next year, for the first time in all of history, the entire world will be connected by Internet. Mm-hmm. It has never happened before. In fact, let wow. me share with you. It hit me one day, this is the first time since the Tower of Babel, Mm. that God has allowed us all to be connected. Isn't that a fascinating? And, you know, I may be old-fashioned, but it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't hold us responsible as Christian leaders on how we handle that, Mm -hmm. because it is, in fact, a historic occasion. That is incredible. I didn't know 2020 would be the year. Yes. Everyone is connected. Right now, more than half of the world is connected. I, I work out of Cambodia, and literally, you know, more than 50% of the people there are living on $5 a day, wow. uh, living in a mud hut with a dirt floor, a grass hut with a dirt floor, and they have something called same, same, but different. It's not an iPhone. It's a little knockoff phone, but they're on the Internet. Mm. Because of 5G, the world is being connected. And almost nobody is talking to kids about what that means. You see, this will be the first generation that will have a world without borders Mm. and a home without walls. For the first time in history, our kids can reach the entire world. And before we're through today, I'll show you how that works. Mm -hmm. 
and the entire world can reach our kids. From their mm. house. Yeah. In their room. And, and think about this. It's a home without walls. It changes absolutely everything as far as Christian leadership goes. Mm-hmm. Because a home without walls, 80, um, 87% of teenagers sleep with their phone. Hello? Mm. Think about what that means. A pedophile at 3 o'clock Access. in the morning come right between the sheets. Hi. Let's get acquainted. While our kids in their underwear, their most vulnerable place, this person comes right into their bed and goes, hi, you know, I want to get acquainted. And so it's a home without walls. And it will change absolutely everything. You see, one of the challenges that we have with this, when you think about it, is that our kids are technology geniuses. You know, this is the first generation where the kids know more than the folks. Hello. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they get these apps and they, and they try them out. And, you know, mom and dad are running along behind them going, you be careful on that thing now. Right. <laughs> Parents are still on AOL. <laughs> 56K. Yeah. I yeah. still have one of those. I have the <laughs> internet. I'm connected. 56K. No, it's yeah. true. But, it, but it's a fascinating thing because, you know, these apps come with no warning. Mm-hmm. You know, our kids are technology genius. They try them out. But we put more warning on a bottle of penicillin than we put on an app like TikTok. Mm, yeah. And so they try them out. And really what we're finding out now is about 8%. By the way, why this is not front page news, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, New York Times is starting to get in it, but it's really because they have uh, they want to get Jeff Zuckerberg rather than caring about the kids. But, right. but uh, about 8% of kids are being violated mm. because we don't under, we, the parents, don't know the apps. We don't understand how they work. And the apps come with no warning. So the challenge here is a world without borders for our kids is a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, gangs, cartels, and organized crime. And so I believe we have to step back and start to understand and define the world that we're currently living mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wrote Societal Shift. And that's, that's your third oh. book that came out? Second book. Oh, second. It's really, really important for the parents because think about this. We're putting our kids on their younger and younger. Mm-hmm. It is not uncommon to see a three-year-old on a cell phone. Wow. And, and you look over there and you say, first of all, you say to yourself, just try to get that thing away from that kid. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can die trying to get that yeah, away. Right. But that kid cannot tell if they're on the World Wide Web or some little toy device where they're playing a game. Mm -hmm. And so we are setting this thing up where we're playing roulette with our kids. And the reason this book is so important to me and the documentary that will go along with it is we are about to change dramatically as we get into our apps and their capability. Mm Our kids' world, not only will they be completely connected, but they will have more autonomy and more privacy than any generation that's ever lived. Mm -hmm. So they'll be able to hide their lives from their parents. Yes, and it it could be tragic, quite frankly. And and first of all, let me back up a minute. I'm not against technology. I love it. What an amazing time to be alive. I agree I'm on the high end of this generation, but I get to do this too, okay? 
there are many incredible things that technology can do. Uh, one of them, by the way, is to create cyber missionaries of your kids. Yeah. We don't have to be afraid of technology. Technology is not bad or good. It's an innate object. It depends on what you feel in your soul. I, I, was, I, sure. was with, uh, I was at a conference, a youth conference, and my friend Brent Kunkel, I had him on the radio show a couple times. What he does is he goes and educates students on mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, and he says – Technology could either you could use it to bless your soul or curse your soul. That's right, absolutely. So that's why this is so important. We're not against it. We right. just need to know how to use it. Right, and the parents need to understand how it's made, and so do kids. And that's mm-hmm. why I want the documentary. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about being a cyber missionary. One of the things that a kid could do is, you know, as your youth group raises money to dig a well in Kenya. Then they can live stream over and talk to the kids while they're digging the well that yeah. they fund it. Yeah. They can create all this high-tech band for foster agencies and independent living groups where they can go out and create power music mm-hmm. to find good in their souls. So there, there are many good uses. But the challenge we hear is, is that when the, the scope and magnitude, the speed and scope, and I call this accessibility, parents will ask me, Uh, you know, what's the most dangerous apps? All apps are dangerous if you do not have the emotional maturity to understand where you're at. Mm -hmm. But what you're really looking for, mom and dad, is the accessibility rating of that uh, app. And I'm, I'm trying to create this and see if I can get this across the United States. What I'm saying about that is how many people can they reach and how many people can reach them. That's the key. If you put your kids on the four big ones right now, Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, and TikTok, they're on there with over a billion users. Mm. So if you think about that, if your kid's going through puberty, if they don't have their emotional identity, their their sexual identity, their their Christian identity mm-hmm. of being a worthy child of yeah. God, yep. mm-hmm. you're putting a child on there with a million people. On top of it, net, by the end of this year, according to Jeff Zuckerberg of uh, of Facebook Amazon. fame, you know, oh, uh, yeah, Facebook, yeah, yeah, well, well, literally, almost all your apps will be encrypted. So this generation will have more autonomy and more Mm. privacy than ever before. Why is that important? We as law enforcement, the kid goes missing, right? Runs away, meets somebody on the internet, and that's usually how it happens. They never intend to run away. They're they're straight-A students. They fall in love with a fantasy relationship, and they're going to meet him for one hour, and poof, they're gone. Mm. They're off to Las Vegas being sold without realizing it. So they don't realize what they're doing. But when that kid goes missing, the parent goes on and starts going through the Instagram and Snapchat. But now it'll be encrypted. You'll see the message go in, the message come out, but all you see is garble. You Mm. can't read that message. Now, law enforcement will be able to get a search warrant and de-encrypt it, but it takes a lot of time and a lot of technology. In fact, people have donated to my organization, and I've helped our guys buy some equipment to help deal with that problem. Right now, even Instagram is disappearing photos and disappearing videos. How do you get a search warrant for something that doesn't exist? Facebook operates in the dark web. They're about to introduce a dating site. We were talking about that in sex trafficking. And they're trying to introduce a a, a currency that is bigger than Bitcoin called Libra. Is is Bitcoin the biggest? 
Well, Bitcoin, uh, that's an interesting conversation to have. I, let's let's kind okay. of take so, that okay, left okay, turn okay. right now. Okay. Because we are, I believe, nearing a global cryptocurrency war that very few Americans understand. Okay. Face, uh, Bitcoin is the biggest right now. And the reason for it is because all of our kids used it in video gaming. Mm-hmm. It's okay. easy for them to use your dad's credit card and you buy, you know, $20 worth of Bitcoins and they... They buy, you know, skins for their character in their video game. Bitcoin became so uh, such an investment, uh, impressive investment star, if you will, because they issued a limited amount of them. They they issued only 21 million. They kept one million for themselves and they only issued 20 million. So once they were all sold, the only way to get it is to buy it from an existing user who then charged more. Mm. So the thing shot way up. Now it's back down again, but it shot up to like $21,000 or something. Mm. So, but it didn't have any gold behind it. And this is important for your people to understand where this is going. It'll get a little technical on you, but it's fascinating. Uh, the U.S. dollar is the premier uh, currency of the world because we have gold behind it. Mm. We don't have as much as we used to, but we have gold behind mm. it, okay? Many of your currencies, like Argentina, has this massive inflation because they just keep printing stuff, but there's nothing behind it. Mm. What Facebook was going to do before they got shut down by the U.S. Congress was issue Libra, which is a style of cryptocurrency, and it had cash behind it, okay? About uh, billions of cash out of 28 companies out of, out of Switzerland. And they were going to tie that to their 1.6 billion users. Now, the reason that's so important is think about what that is going to happen for two reasons. One is people all over the world who don't have access to banking could mm-hmm. now buy Libra, and Facebook would make maybe a cent or two per transaction. Mm-hmm. But think about Facebook. When was the last time you ever paid them a dime? You yeah. never have. Yeah. And they're almost a trillion-dollar company yeah. because they sell your every uh, click, your every search, your every location, wow. mm-hmm. and they sell it to your friend, from your friends also. But once they're starting to give currency to 1.6 billion people, they'll sell their buy-sell transactions also. By the way, as our kids start to freeze frame their facial images, which we'll get into, they'll be selling that also for what it's worth long term. So what happened, though, is – I was going to say on Fox, I heard this guy talking about human trafficking and stuff, and they said by 2030, there'll be uh, uh, massive uh, identity – uh, theft. It, massive identity theft and massive cyber sex on demand. Think about this. If you live in Cambodia and you're living on $5 a day and you're connected to a webcam, for 10 bucks you'll set up your little sister and you can sell it out on Libra as it's connected to all of this technology. Mm. So as third the world people... Libra yes, well. uh-huh. As this third world uh, oh, yeah. Company, uh, world countries come together. Now, already, Snapchat has Snap Cash. Mm-hmm. Says right on it, now you can monetize a selfie. And I said, what, what's that talking about? It's not my kid's picture of a mm-hmm. dog or cat. Yeah. There's over 100 sites that say make money selling nudes on Snapchat. Yeah. 
you know, are ready where our kids, in fact, if you look at Pornhub, which is the largest porn site in the world, if you look at their data, I never look at the porn, by the Mm -hmm. way, I only look at the data, let's clear that up. But anyway, uh, amateur pornography is one of the fastest growing categories Mm -hmm. because our kids can buy a new pair of Nikes while they're selling out their photos, okay? Once you start to tie Libra and Facebook together, It'll be crazy. Now, I'm going to come back to this when we get into mass audience live streaming. But the thing is, is that Facebook is no longer the biggest. A Chinese company is. And while our U.S. Congress is holding up Facebook and Libra in Congress, this is Maxine Waters' group, the Mm -hmm. the finance committee that's doing it, they are afraid that Libra will destabilize the dollar, the U.S. dollar, around the world. In the meantime, though, the Chinese company ByteDance is now bigger than Facebook, and the Chinese People of Republic just came out with their own cryptocurrency this last week wow. that has money or asset base attached to it. And what, what's it called? It's, uh, in their case, it's a, a People's Republic of China. It's a, be a style of Bitcoin. Okay. But it's 300,000 times faster in the transaction than Libra would have been. So oh while our gosh. Congress is holding back Facebook and Libra saying, you know, what are you doing? And, and like that, the Chinese have already released theirs. Wow. So people aren't aware that we're already in a global war. But where I want to come back to is how this affects our children. I just, I just want you to understand how all this works. So, so what is happening is our kids are getting encryption. Mm-hmm. And so we won't be able to see what's happening out there to find them. 5G is encrypted. That's, uh, you know, think about your kids missing. What do we do? We get a search warrant. We ping the phone right. like they do on NCIS. 5G, right. right? Well, the location is encrypted and the ID will be encrypted. So we won't be able to ping the phone. And cryptocurrency is anonymous and non-traceable. What does law yeah. enforcement do? We track the money. Mm-hmm. We won't be able to do that either. So... While our kids are getting on the World Wide Web with millions of followers, our law enforcement is going down a path where we're challenged not only legally to de-encrypt a phone, but technically to be able to do it. And so so this is the reason why I spend so much time talking to kids in school. This will be the most important generation that's ever lived because how we teach them to use technology with respect and responsibility will lay the groundwork for the rest of generations to come. Mm. For me, this is the D.A.R.E. program of this generation. Yeah, yeah. No, this is, you know, it's crazy as we're thinking about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, we we always talk about we're the first generation that reached the, you know, that had technology Mm -hmm. like this. But now everything has to be put in place of like how to use it with with guidelines, which has not been done yet it's the wild west right now yeah. yes and everyone's planning to trying to play catch up on everything right and uh yeah listening yeah. to all this information is just like wow it's just unreal how fast things are going and we talk about how things just expand so much and you started hitting on right there as far as what the police departments and agencies are going to have to uh, deal with now taking away some of that power of being able to follow those encryptions, whether it's through currency, whether it's through the individuals as, ho- as a whole. How or why are these aspects being approved for the acry- encryption? Like, what is the purpose behind of wanting to encrypt um, the aliases of the people and the same thing with the currency? 
Well, it's an it's a very big subject. There's a lot of this discussion going on uh, on Capitol Hill right now. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons they are grilling um, Jeff Zuckerberg up there. Uh, and by the way, uh, the Intel Committee is looking at uh, ByteDance, which owns TikTok, also for what it's worth. But it's a fascinating thing. Let me let me answer it the way I would answer kids first. Maybe this is helpful. When I talk to kids, I ask them, "Who owns the internet?" They'll tell you Bill Gates or uh, Google or Al Gore. (laughs) I'm amazed. Anyway, nobody owns the Internet, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a fascinating thing. Our kids think like U.S. citizens, you know, with the First and Fourth Amendment and rights to privacy. This is not called the U.S. web. It's called the World Wide Web. And so when I talk to them, we, we ask them, is it private? And they'll all tell you, no, it's not private. And I say, if it's not private, why on earth would you ever send a naked photo on it? Have you ever thought about where naked photos go when you hit send? And we will talk about that as this progresses because this is an important subject because literally the Center for Disease Control said that 18,000 kids a day are sending a naked photo. Mm -hmm. University of Florida said that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed across America with that naked photo. And University of Toledo, Ohio said that 58% of our teenagers who have sent that naked photo that are being blackmailed will go out and meet up with that pedophile to negotiate it back, and they get violated. This is where I get the number 8% of America's teenagers. And the, the challenge back to your question about, you know, why don't we stop the encryption? It's not that easy. This is a global organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you like know, California thing, yeah. that's right. It's taking place all over the mm-hmm. world. And whether it's our, you know, the largest app in the world no longer is a U.S. app. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a Chinese app. Wow. Unreal. Okay. Um, so with, okay. So when you're talking to these kids about these naked photos, let's just talk about this before the break, Uh because there's so many kids that are sending this stuff out. What's their, what's their response when you talk to them about this stuff? Well, they don't understand where naked photos go. It's a a fascinating thing. This is why I want the documentary. What is happening? And and we'll get back into specific technologies after the break. But what is happening is if you think of the internet as a bucket of water, the top, 3% 3% is the clear or surface web. That's where we live. We, have, we find each other. We have Google and Chrome, and we have IP addresses. Uh, below that's the deep web. That's big corporations. And below that is the dark web. In order to go into the dark web, you need a spatial browser called Tor, the yep. onion router. If yep. you ever see a kid with a dot onion account, they're in the dot dark web. That's mm-hmm. dot onion. But what is happening is pedophiles are meeting up there in the clear web and they're going in the dark web and they're building large-scale child pornography rings that are trying to bamboozle, lure, threaten, trick everything they can to get our kids' naked photos. And it is so easy. You can't believe it. When we come back the break from the break, we'll talk about how this works. And once they get the photo, then it is bought, sold, and traded in the dark web. They just found the world's largest child pornography ring two weeks ago out of South Korea, had over a million pedophiles, many of them from the United States. That meant if you 
Susie, who's 14 years old, thought you were talking to a hot rock star and sent your naked photo. It was bought, sold, and traded immediately to a million people who then retraded and sold and bought it. Okay, so you're talking about the clear web, the dark web, and the deep web. Right. Wow, unbelievable. So that in Korea, because I heard like Korea, they have the fastest internet, right? Aren't they like supposed to be the... They could be, yes. It was ran by 23-year-old, but they are arresting people throughout the United States. It was a global ring. Dude, that's so And they are arresting people throughout the United States. Once they bust a ring like that, all they have to do is go on the child pornography site, I mean the photos... Photos have GPS on them. Yeah, yeah. They shows do. where they're made. Yep. And mm-hmm. on top of it, they run the IP address. They show up the guy's address. I was showing you a bunch before the show that are local that are being arrested right and left. And if you follow me and kids on Facebook, we post those photos. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to be going to break in a minute. And we're going to continue to talk about the apps and ways that you can protect um, have some safeguards and just look what the apps do. Uh, when we get back from the break, I have uh, Opal Singleton in studio for Million Kids, president and CEO. And if you want to find her, plug your website because people right. need to find you <laughs> and they need to book you to come speak at churches. And they need and, to buy my books. Yes. And buy books because that pro- that that actually funds the movement, the nonprofit yes, it does. movement and yes, wristbands and all that kind of stuff. Right. Go to www.millionkids.org. And um, if you want to donate, we'd greatly appreciate donate, it. Donate, please but, donate. <laughs> please donate and buy the books. The key is, Mom and Dad, let me educate you. Uh, that is absolutely the key so that you can educate your kids. We cannot survive in a generation where kids know more than parents. Mm. Yes, and to get this past show, because we did a show earlier with her last week. If you want to continue to watch that show and this next show, go to the whosoevers.com or go to the app store. You can download the app and all the past radio shows are there with the whosoevers movement. Uh, not only that we have this show, but we continue to tour the world and bring the gospel to the public school system. Great. So uh, keep people can find Jesus. They get their identity, their purpose, and what the work of the Holy Spirit in their life. They will hopefully not go down this track. So we'll yeah. talk to you guys right after the break in two minutes. Sounds- More live with Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop de doo To live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. Loud noises. We have a uh, Opal Singleton in studio, president and CEO, travels the United States, speaking to law enforcement, training them on human trafficking. Has several books, radio shows. She's just a baller. She's amazing. Um, we had a show with her last week, so please tune into that. That was a whole separate show, which was epic. And then tonight. We are talking about extortion and uh, video games, um, social media, and just all that great stuff. So this last half, we're going to talk about um, video games. We're going to talk about apps 
and other things. Uh, I want to start out talking about sextortion because I need your audience to really understand. Mm -hmm. I believe that is just going to be an amazingly uh, critical area for parents to understand, and it might be uh, absolutely an epidemic as we're seeing it. Sextortion is a combination of the word sex and extortion. Mm-hmm. Historically, it's blackmail with a photo. Now, in the past, what you'd see is a guy and a girl would go together, they'd do something, they'd film it, then they'd break up, and one would blackmail the other. Mm-hmm. But what you're seeing is uh, literally sextortion by strangers. Um, we were talking earlier about fantasy relationships. Well, first of all, we're putting our kids on there younger and younger. Uh, we're putting kids on the Internet before they go through puberty, mm. before they have their moral or sexual identity, before they even understand a sexual relationship. And so what happens is they go on and they meet some guy and they think it's a great rap star or some gorgeous hunk that's going to love them, and they develop that fantasy relationship. There are literally sextortion rings now. I, I have them on my Facebook page that you can see. We had The last one had nine uh, perpetrators. They gave themselves names, by the way, Hunter, Looper, Closer, Finder, all these. And they would, uh, depending on how the child responded, is which one of them responded. They had never met. They met in the clear web. They lived all over the United States. And their thing was to trick uh, young kids often 8 to 12 years old, because they're so vulnerable. Think about an 8-year-old on the Internet. They want to be liked. They want to be discovered. They, they think they're going to get a lot of approval. So this, And they're so young, they don't even know how to violate themselves. You know, So they will show them a photo of other kids that have been violated, and then this kid does this, and they send it off thinking this guy's going to go, oh, you're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a beautiful little body. Instead of doing that, he turns on them, and he begins to blackmail them. He wants more photos. He, you know, he, he starts to really make their life crazy. And this kid is really in a problem. If you think about this, this is for many of our kids, their first sexual experience will be a virtual sexual experience now. And if it's a shame based experience, it will change who they are for the rest of their life, especially as they're going through puberty. And so what will happen is this kid all of a sudden is in what I call a phantom relationship. This is all in the book, Societal Shift. You know, it isn't like Uncle Joe, and forgive me if your name's Joe, but I got to pick on somebody. It isn't like Uncle Joe came in the family and violated her, and you can point to the monster and go get him out of there, arrest him. He's a bad guy. There was nobody in the room with this child. This child developed a fantasy relationship, self-violated to please them, filmed it, and is waiting for approval, in which case they're crushed. At this point, literally, this is the number I gave you earlier, 58% of the victims of a phantom relationship will not tell. They will not yeah. tell a parent. Mm-hmm. It is a lonely place. They they will change. If it's a guy, he shuts down. By the way, more guys are sextorted than girls because of video gaming. We'll get into that. Okay. That, that's uh, maybe the statistic I was thinking about earlier. Yeah. Okay. And uh, girl, guys just get real, real quiet and can't talk. Girls will start to cut. They get hyper-emotional. Uh, both of them will go to school, but they can't stay. They'll come back. Uh, this is why I train truant officers to see that change in, mm-hmm. in uh, 
uh, attendance Behavior. pattern. Yep. Uh, they can't sleep. Uh, they may start cutting. Uh, they may try suicide. They may try running away. But they will not tell. And so if a parent is out there and they've seen a change in their child's behavior, what I would suggest to you is, first of all, this is the loneliest place on earth. And it is some of the deepest shame that anybody's ever worked with. Churches and church leaders that may be listening to this, there is a tremendous need for counseling for the child and for the parents, and especially the father. I sat with fathers whose daughter has self-violated, and tens of thousands of people have seen it, and you can't get it back. Yeah. I sat with one father who couldn't work, he couldn't sleep. He would get angry at the daughter, he would see her as a fallen woman. Then he would feel bad about her loss of innocence, and then he, he, you know, he would blame the wife, and he'd blame the app. It would be and, just torture. You know, yeah. Torture. So churches need to read the books and understand the idea of phantom relationships and, and that prism of shame and all to help families through it. But as a parent, set with your child if you suspect that. Do not wag your finger at the child in a blaming way. Put your arm around the child and very quietly just say, is it possible that you might have a, one of those naked photos on the internet and then be very quiet and see if they can begin to talk? If they can, the next thing is to say, you know what, if you do, I want you to know you're not alone. I'm going to be here with you. It is the loneliest place on earth. Mm. Now, you do need to report this. The child will have to stop all their social media. Let me explain how this applies to video gaming, if I can. Yes, yeah. please. Video gaming isn't like going to a dirty movie where a kid, where your guy uses bad language and you see sex and it happens to that character and you go home. In a video game, you are the character. You're the avatar. And your acceptance is based on your score. And you're talking to people in a chat room. And oftentimes these video games have a lot of pornography in them. Mm. So you and a stranger that you need their approval of are looking at sexual images. And you're talking back and forth. And you're trying to be macho. And you're sharing all of this. And your need for acceptance is right there. Many of these video games have live stream cameras that come right into the house. They can bond with your child. They can see that your child's not a cop. They can share sexual images back and forth. They can see other family members. And so what will happen is a kid who normally would never be attracted to and be groomed is suddenly wanting to please someone because their score is down and they want to be included. And so that is how all of this is happening. So the kid then gets lured in because they think they're talking to a cute girl and the girl sends a naked photo and now they want one back and the next thing you know bam like that the best kid in the world can get trapped yep unbelievable so is there is there any games or anything that parents should be watching out for any game that has a public chat room now i don't believe you're going to be able to keep all kids off all games However, we're just we're bringing awareness. Yes. For the parents to decide what they want to do. What I do believe is a couple things. Parents get involved with your your kids uh, technology. Yeah. 
I often will say on any any app or any phone, I usually say, you know what, it's my phone because I'm paying for it. Yeah. You know, but I believe you're going to be a leader. And that's the key. I want our kids to be leaders in the most important generation that's ever lived. And it's up to us to prepare them to be leaders. So you say, I want you to be a leader, so I'm going to give you my phone. But to make sure you're a leader, I'm going to check my phone. And from time to time, but every time you get an app, you and I are going to go to me and kids and see what we can learn about that app. We're going to go on Google sites. We're going to understand how it works. We're going to look at cases of people who used it poorly that Mm -hmm. got violated. And we're going to understand the good parts of the app and the bad parts. Because you're going to have to exist in this world. And that's where it's going to be. But in the meantime, mom and dad, and especially dad, get yourself an avatar. If your kid's playing a video game, Mm -hmm. play the game. Mm -hmm. You know, start to talk about digital morality in there. You know, hey, son, what are we going to name me? You know, and get yourself a Bitcoin account. Who are we talking to in there? What do we know about them? You know, who we, what do we do? Hey, son, did we just kill a cop? Mm -hmm. Because I don't kill cops, you know? Is that a prostitute we're talking to? Because, you know, mom and sister, even even virtually, we don't do that. Right. Yeah. And begin to have that dialogue. Don't shut the door by thou shall not. Yeah. Get involved with this and start to talk about digital morality. Mm. You know, sin on the Internet, by the way, is still sin. <laughs> and so start to engage with that. That is the key. The other key for a, fa- a parent is... Family is everything. The first thing a pimp does is come in and try to separate that girl from her family. Get that family back together. Put the phone away. One night a week, yes, mom and dad, it'll drive you nuts, mm. but do it. You know? I mean, say, put them in a metal box, put a lock on it, walk it to the car, lock it in your trunk, and look at each other in the eye. Mm. You know, honey, do you have any idea how proud I am of you? Yeah. I saw you play in soccer. You have better judgment than most of the kids on the mm-hmm. field. You know, you, you are a true leader in your ideas. You have depth that I don't see with other kids. Mm-hmm. And look at each other. Talk about facial expressions. You know, talk about empathy and people who have less than you or who may be facing a challenge. Yeah. What you're saying is, you know, you just got to pour into your kids because a lot of people just, they just leave their kids with their phone. Yep. And what do you, and then when the problem, when the, everything breaks out, what do you expect? You just mm-hmm. left your kid to be raised right. from these strangers that right. have influenced them sexually, right. uh, whatever, visually. I mean, just everything that's on the right. internet. It's crazy. And children always want to be accepted. Like yep. you were saying. Yep. Loved. Yep. Valuable. Uh-huh. And um, if you're going to get that from different these other platforms and you're not getting it somewhere else, you're going to search for you're it. You're going to get it there. And there's a lot of people that are coming to you to give it to you. I, I love what you just said, Sean. Uh, actually, it was Sean Parker from Facebook that called it the social validation feedback loop. Hmm. And it started with Facebook. You know, we'd post something. And then we'd wait to see how many people go, oh, you look great, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're, you're fantastic. But now our kids can do this on the World Wide Web. And I want to get to this TikTok thing. Yes, because we have 13 minutes left. Okay. We, this is important. Yes. If you're, We're seeing this pop up everywhere. You're yeah. seeing it. You see it through YouTube. Yeah. You see it through Facebook. You see a lot of advertisements. And I don't know much about it. TikTok is not a bad app. 
but like all other things, you have to understand it is different. It is a left turn in our kids' technology. There are four. I call it mass audience live streaming. There are four of them. TikTok, Live.me is a long-form version, um, like, like K-E-E, and then uh, Facebook will have Lasso. What is it? It is mass audience live streaming, meaning it is not like Facebook or Instagram where you have a pool of people and you know who they are and you can either like them or block them or whatever. You make a 15-second video with TikTok and you want it to go viral. A company called ByteDance out of China, Singapore, bought Musical.ly nine months ago. In six months, they became the world's biggest app, bigger than Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. In six months. In six months. And by the way, out of the top 10 users, eight of them are Americans. And the top one has 28 million followers, and the 10th one has 23 million. So this is important to understand how this works. So you make a video. And you send it out there, not for a few people to say it's great, but it goes out to the World Wide Web. You, you freeze frame your facial image. Think of that. That is going to a Chinese company because kids like to distort their lips and their face. The photos, uh, your profile's on or off, and it has to be on or you won't go viral. It's like America's got talent on steroids, quite frankly. And so, uh, and it's geo-based. So if you make that video in your bedroom, they can tell where you live. But here's the kicker. It doesn't only just go out to the entire world. Talk about accessibility. All those people that see it can text back to your child because it's tied to your mobile phone number. And so it's totally accessible. So I had a mom uh, over at a rotary that said, hey, my daughter's on that. She's doing fantastic. She's got a million followers. And I was showing you earlier, it's not uncommon for them to have a half a million or a million. Yeah. And I said, really? And those are all great people. Yeah. Oh, they're, she, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, so she says she has a million followers. And I said, well, how old is your daughter? 11. Mom, think about what you just told oh, me. Yeah. If your 11-year-old wants to be Katy Perry and be discovered, as you were saying, Sean, yeah. and she has a million followers, what percentage of them are bad guys? Mm. I mean, not everybody's nice out there, Mom. Mm. And we need to tell our kids that. If it's only 1%, that is 10,000 pedophiles. Imagine taking a room full of 10,000 pedophiles, and you take your 11-year-old daughter, and you lead her through the room, and she's going, hi, I'm cute, I'm talented, and I want to be discovered. Mm. And all that pedophile has to do is sign up and wait. They will say, honey, you are really talented. I'll meet you on Instagram. Let's get acquainted. Send me more videos. I'll get you a contract. And the, the seduction oh, begins. Just happened right over here in Colton. She was 10 and he met her on there. He took her to scout and kick. Kick is no longer on the air, by the way. And some of the others and they bonded and they caught him right outside her, her house as he was going there to rape her. And, you know, it is not the app. Now, before we say the app is bad, you're supposed to be 12 to be on that app, you know. And so if you're putting a 10-year-old over there. Parents need to know what the heck's going on. That's the bottom line. If you're you're a parent, you're not watching what's going on. And then something happens. I mean, you have to to pay attention. It is the way of the future. This next generation will never be happy with 45 followers. Mm. They won't. If they don't have a a 5 million or 10 million, so we must make them leaders. Back to what a parent does. It's a conversation about you are the most important generation that's ever lived. Mm 
you know, you are the generation that will lead all future generations into a world that is has no walls, a world that without borders. And I want to make you a leader. And you will be a Christian leader. Yeah. This is the key here. Use this to glorify God. You know, it's a mass audience. Use it in a way that glorifies God, that empowers you and empowers others. And that's the key. And like, we're, I, I don't know if I said on the last show or this show, but, you know, it's either that this, you could use this technology to bless your soul or curse your soul. Yep. Mm-hmm. We want to use it as a tool for the mm-hmm. positive to reach many. But before we end, I want to ask you about there's some apps. There's apps that where uh, kids are able to hide. Yes, there's ghost secret apps. stuff, ghost uh-huh. apps. Uh-huh. And there's also apps that are there that, that you could uh, turn your kids' apps off at a certain time. Right. Can you, can you educate us a little bit about these kind of apps that parents can look out for? Okay, there are several apps that you can track and monitor and, and, and like that. You might find those at uh, NetSmart. There's a whole list of them, N-E-T-Z-S-M-A-R-T. That's the National Center for Missing Exploited Children. The ghost apps he's talking about are, when your kid is hiding other apps. The most common of that is the calculator app. And uh, so if you see your kid with a calculator on the front of their phone, don't think they're adding and subtracting. They're hiding other apps. And in which case, I would bar my kid's phone back until they want to be a leader, okay? Because they're not being straight with you. But really, as we close out, mom and dad, there, there's a challenge out here. I want to make a documentary. I would ask you to come alongside me. If yeah. you're willing to donate to it, you can do that by going to millionkids.org. Uh, I think investing in our kids and our grandkids is the greatest mission of all time. And so the number one thing is educate yourself, mom and dad. Buy the books on millionkids.org. Educate yourself. Uh, you know, help me make a documentary. Educate your kids. That's part of it. But I also think that the key here is educating your kids to understand this is an exciting thing. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying if the if they're not educated. But our mission and the reason I get up every day of my life, and I believe it's the greatest mission of all time. Parenting in this generation is the greatest mission of all mm-hmm. time. And youth leaders, by the way, yeah. you have a tremendous opportunity to make leaders of our kids, and they want to be leaders. Mm-hmm. So let's get together. This, uh, this is a movement much bigger than Opal Singleton. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing this a long time. I want the documentary out there. I want it to be a national message, of, and I appreciate this opportunity. Um, go to meandkids.org uh, follow us on Facebook you can write to me at opal at me and kids please if you're willing go on and donate and buy the books so you can get involved but the number one thing to understand is technology can be used to glorify God and we must prepare this generation to be leaders for Christ using technology 100%, I like what you're saying right now that theme because I mean I, I know probably the first reaction is like I'm just borrowing everything yes. and the reality of it is you're not going to be able to, to do that in a lot of aspects you might be able to do it for a season yep. but then you are stunning their growth when it comes to education right. because as you said the world's changing yes. as a whole. Business is changing. Right. People use as a business platforms. There's communications, some definitely for good. Uh, ministry, uh, business, uh, entrepreneurs, marketing, all those things that people are using those right. platforms for. If they do it right, there is precision. There is something that could, good could come out of it. 
Um, but you also have to be aware of these dangers right. and using it in the right way. And I think that that's so important to be able to educate yourself. You, like you said before, yeah. I even see our, my young kids that are 10, uh, 9, and 5. They can, whether it's a remote on the TV, they can figure out things yep. quicker than I can. <laughs> You know, they have that ability. And and they're two. (laughs) (laughs) It's very humbling. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But educating yourself is important. To really understand and grasp on the world that we're seeing. It is an exciting generation. We'll be able to reach so many more people in the ministry um, and communications. But at the same time, what the enemy has always done, he takes something that can be used for good and he stores it for evil. And that's what we're battling with in this world. Do you have any... uh, uh, any last uh, words on like uh, pornography as far as with, with kids, they, how they're getting exposed to it besides the video games? Thank you for asking that. Yes, uh, I really had my eyes open recently. I, in all the research I did, we just got the 2018 data for Pornhub, which is the largest porn site in the world. Um, had 33 billion downloads. That's more than 1,000 a second, by the way. They said if you started seeing all their videos, you'd have to start in 1903 to get to today. On That's how big it is. Wow. But there's something called animated video game character pornography. And I thought I knew most of this stuff, but I had never heard of that. And I Googled it. I do not do that at home, okay? <laughs> I'm a sex researcher for the Department of, G- uh, of uh, Justice. I don't do, you know, I'm not old enough to see that stuff, let me tell you. But it is scary because what they're doing had 69 million downloads just with three video games. Uh, It was Mario, Mario Brothers, um, Marvel, and also uh, Overwatch. And the biggest one was Bowsette, which is a character in in, uh, Mario. And 69 million downloads. And uh, there are kids that are, what they're doing is taking our kids' animated videos and turning them into hardcore pornography. And because it's animation, it's not considered porn. It's considered art. Oh, my uh, It is not sex in the context of a, a relationship or love. Yeah. It's sex as a weapon. Because it's animation, they can get into positions that are not <laughs> capable yeah, of a yeah. human being. Yeah. But they're, they start with the the worst stuff in the world and go downhill from there. And I, you know, I'm a, a train, I work for the sheriff and I work in sex crime. So I see it. I looked at that and I thought, you know, uh, in fact, since this is a Christian show, let yeah. me share with you what I thought. I now understand why Christ, what Christ died on the cross for. Yeah. We don't understand what evil is in our day-to-day life. Now, I'm not suggesting we should look at it, but I am telling you when you go on and you see stuff like that, you all of a sudden realize that we are only on a small piece of what he died for. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and, that's you know, crazy. The, the hard part for our kids is they will see it as harmless because there's already many of those video games are full of sex. Yeah. You know, and now that it's animated sex, they will tell you because it's animated, it's not, not real, real yeah. and so it won't matter. But it will prey on their mind the same as the real thing. Oh. And it, this is an area where I would tell you that you really need to watch your kids and make sure they don't get caught up in it. This is why I say if your kid's in a video game, play the game. Talk about digital morality talk about what's in there talk about what's right and wrong that's the one thing that has to be addressed Mm. right and wrong on the internet is still right and wrong and that message is not out there dude unbelievable Mm. all right well 
We're going to wrap this show up here. I want to make sure people can find you. We have Opal Singleton in studio. Familiar Kids, president and CEO. She travels and uh, just trains law enforcement in books yeah. and the documentary. I want to see this documentary come out. Me too. Um, please uh, plug all your socials and websites and emails so people can yeah. find you. You speak in churches. You speak. You basically yes. speak anywhere. Actually, yes. We go across the nation. We do speak in churches. We do train law enforcement, social workers, fire departments. But we also train the public. And uh, churches will have us out. Uh, big church up in Anchorage, uh, Center Point Church, was an amazing experience up there. So how do you find me? Uh, you can email me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S, millionkids.org. Follow us on Facebook. You just simply go to Facebook, find Million Kids, hit like. Um, my podcast goes out on Voice America. All of them are archived at exploitedcrimes.com, exploitedcrimes.com. Just go to listen, go all the way down, and there are 180 hours of free human trafficking training that you can download and share. Or go to millionkids.org. Maybe you'll order our books uh, on there, educate yourself, uh, share them with others. That's very common. Uh, they have been very, very successful, and I think it's important. And if you have it in your heart, please donate. Thank you. Perfect. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of million praying moms. And I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.